Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Kate, when I came to your home, you were wearing a pretty dress. Yes. Now you're not wearing a pretty dress. Yes. So you clearly weren't wearing it for me. No. Why were you wearing it? Uh, today was Yom Kippur. Very nice. And and that is the day of... Atonement? Good. <laughs> I know that, because Stephen Colbert. Is this a Jewish quiz? <laughs> no, you kind, no, actually, it's just because I don't actually know. I knew one of them was the Day of Atonement, but I wasn't sure if it was this or Rosh Hashanah. Ah, and you wear white, and you pray a lot, and you fast, and you're hungry all day. It's good times. <laughs> did, did, did you fast? I did. Very good. Yeah. Are you still fasting? No, no, it ended at sundown. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, cool. I, did, I didn't know. Yeah. I was just, all I knew is that you were wearing a pretty dress when I came in, and now you're not. Like, then I left to get that microphone, and when I came back, you were in your sweats. Yeah. So I was like, so I don't rate a dress, no, apparently. sorry. I'm on, like, the sweats level. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not bitter. Hey, I'm wearing a Harry Potter t-shirt for you. That's... Was that for me? Or was that for you, Kate? It's, was that for you? It's for us, Betsy. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so, <laughs> so sweet. And what do we do on this sweet, sweet podcast? We ask for forgiveness from our sister. <laughs> awesome. All right, sure. Yeah, we can turn it into that. That'd be great. That's a perfectly fine podcast. <laughs> the Atonement Podcast. Yeah, yes. no. And who are you? I'm Kate. And who am I? Betsy. That's awesome. And and this is Fuse and Kate. Yep. And on this podcast, we also read picture books and determine if they are dot, dot, dot. Jewish? Nope. That's <laughs> usually pretty clear. Not always, but sometimes it's usually pretty clear. No. If they are good and could be considered classics or if they're crap. Right. So you challenged me last week. You remember what your challenge was? Dog. Dog. Now that whole world of possibilities. Why well, should there. I elaborate a dog book? Oh right, I was no. Nope, <laughs> I brought you a chihuahua. Your other dog can eat it. Yeah, no, no, uh, no. I brought you a dog book, but not just any dog book. I am particularly pleased with my choice this week uh, because this book is uh, notorious. So you, as you will see, possibly instantaneously, because. This is the rare case where the same illustrator re-illustrated the book, what, like, let me do the math on this, 35 years later? Uh, yeah, 35 years later. Are you ready to see this? is a good sound. Okay. Pinkerton Behave by Stephen Kellogg. Do you remember, do you remember other Stephen Kellogg book we did? Remember the, the Island of the Skog or, uh, or the Day Jimmy's Boa Ate the Wash? I believe we did both of those. I sort of remember the second one. They're super memorable. <laughs> I can I can tell. Yeah. Well, this is the one that's going to be stuck in your brain because I have brought you the original 1979 edition as well as the 2014 edition. Both illustrated by the same person? Yes. And for one very clear reason that will become very clear to you. Okay. All right. Let's see if you can figure out why they were re-illustrated. Okay. Excellent. 
While Kate does her read, I'm going to give you a little background information on this book. Now, this is something that's going to come up in the course of our conversation. I don't want to give anything away, but spoiler alert, uh, there is a very distinct reason this book was re-illustrated, and we're going to get into it. So in 2014, Stephen Kellogg wrote a piece for Publishers Weekly that was entitled Stephen Kellogg on why he reworked a Pinkerton scene in response to Sandy Hook. Now, in the course of this piece, he explains that he actually lived in Sandy Hook for quite some time. Uh, and then when the horrible shooting happened there, he was deeply affected. And he actually created a book with Patricia McLaughlin called Snowflakes Fall. Uh, it came out, I believe, in October of 2013. And it was dedicated to the children of Sandy Hook. He found that what really came out of all of this was there was a controversy that had been growing around one of his books, Pinkerton Behave. Uh, and this is how he describes it. He says, in creating the burglar, this is the burglar in the book, in the mid-1970s, I had patterned him after the stereotype caricature of comic book bad guys I remembered from my childhood, and I portrayed him wielding an oversized pistol. As time passed, the prevalence of domestic gun violence became a growing national concern. And the inclusion of that menacing gun elicited objections and protests from adult readers who were sharing the book with children in their lives. In light of the Sandy Hook tragedy and an alarming statistics of gun violence, with 80s school shootings having occurred in the country since December 14, 2012, I recognized that my thinking had changed and the book must also. I discussed my feelings with Lori Hornick, my editor at Penguin. Would it be possible? to publish a revised and re-illustrated version of Pinkerton Behave. She shared my concerns and pointed out that the book's 35th anniversary was approaching. Perfect timing for the publication of a new edition that would update and reflect societal concerns about guns and violence. You're back! Woof! Woof! Lick, 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 lick. This, so you told me, as I was exiting the room that mm. there's it's pretty much just like picture for picture word for word like you said there's not too much difference in like the text um is there no is there a difference in the text oh yeah oh okay see i didn't do a page by page comparison and there are... i looked at one page oh <laughs> and that page was exactly the same so i just figured yeah let's get into oh, it let's get into it this is gonna be a little difficult because i'm gonna be like going back and forth between two books and my notes so yeah. this will be fun have fun with that I'll sit over here and not have any of that. <laughs> well, in the well, in both versions, you're introduced to a mom, her daughter, and their puppy Great Dane dog. Right. Right. Named Pinkerton. Pinkerton. Right. Yes. And Which the, is the actual name of Stephen Kellogg's actual Great Dane. Yeah. I should say. So well, in the new version you can actually see a picture of him with the dog. Yes. It's very cute. <laughs> it is, but it's also massive. It's a massive dog. It's a massive dog. Um, but in the new version, the mother is reading out of a training book, um, and it's called Perfect Behavior. But in both versions, she's like, Okay, we have this new puppy, we need to train it. So the first thing we'll do is we'll train the dog to come. And she says, come. And the dog goes right out the window. <laughs> the dog, by the way, if it is a puppy, it is the size sitting of the child. Oh, it's much bigger. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it's bigger than it's the like child. It's like two, yeah. two, two little kids. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> also, apparently, uh, in the old version, she's like, okay, well, you know, come didn't work. So let's try the next one, which is fetch. 
In the old version, she tries to have him fetch the newspaper. Right. In the new version, she tries to have him fetch her slippers, which for some reason are on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they made the determination with the new book that nobody reads the newspaper anymore. So we can't have the dog fetch the newspaper because that's but, old hat. But slippers outside, outside. on the well, sidewalk. Well, those are her outdoor door sidewalk walking slippers yeah sure. no that doesn't make any sense i agree with well you. in both versions uh you know the dog just rips him to shreds the newspaper right. to shreds the slippers to shreds right so then that didn't work obviously so now they say the most important one is for the dog to defend the house if a burglar comes so in the old version she tries to command the dog with, get the burglar, Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. But in the new version... She says, kill. No. <laughs> she no. says, he'll need to bark loudly. So Pinkerton, bark loudly. <laughs> that's okay. the command. Wait, um, that's weird. He can't get the burglar, I guess, because of the implications that he'd be tearing out the burglar's throat? Also, it's three words. Bark loudly is two words. Just mm. go with a one-word command, people. Just Bark. Right. Right. That's what a dog would understand. <laughs> but uh, in, in both situations, the old version and the new version, he's just licking this dummy burglar's head. I do um, love the text. How it's just like a stream of... Lick, 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 In both versions. Yes. Yes. In both versions. Excellent. That was well worth keeping. I approve. But I should point out that in the old version, um, while she's trying to get the dog to get the burglar, mm-hmm. she is reading a book called You Can Make That Dog Behave. <laughs> that sounds very accurate to, when did this book come out? 1979? So yeah, uh, that sounds like a like an actual, like, not You've... self-help, but... Well, in the yeah. new version, you know, as I said, the book is called Perfect Behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, in both versions, after, you know, trying to train the dog and it's not working, they decide, okay, obedience school is the place to go. Well, the place that they go for the new version is a school that was created by the woman who wrote Perfect Behavior. Oh, that's interesting. So the author of the book is is also the person running the school. Yes, she created the School of Perfect Behavior. So the changes they were make, he's been making. They're subtle. They're subtle, but they're not predictable. No, not in no, any way. No, because like <laughs> some of these, you would think it'd be like, oh, well, the times change with the newspapers. We'll have him pick up, I don't know, her cell phone. But no, it's, it's yeah, no. Uh, like in the old version, it's all like we, like uh, we'll under- He'll understand what we expect of him. And in the new version, it's like, well, he'll understand what I expect of him. This is coming from the obedience yeah, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which That's little... a, such a strange change. <laughs> I mean, okay. Anyway. All right. So um, they bring poor Pinkerton to obedience school, and he is not thrilled with the idea, which, fair enough. Yeah, that makes not, sense. You know, mm. he's there with a whole bunch of other dogs. And again, both uh, start with the command of learning to come. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I notice is that in the old version, as they're training the dogs, all the dogs are on leashes. Mm-hmm. But in the new version, none of the dogs are on a leash. So they're trying to train their dog to come by, not with treats, strictly with a verbal command that they don't know what it means. <laughs> right. And they don't get any, there's no incentive to do the command. 
Um, not a great school if you're asking me. Also, these dogs, some of these dogs are like him are so big that they should be wearing a harness, not like a collar around the neck and you just drag the dog by the neck. I mean, I'm willing to believe that when this book was made, harnesses were less common. So. Well, why is the first command come? Why is it not sit? Sit is the most Because they're already sitting. (laughs) But it's a good question. Yeah, you've actually done this, right? You've you've trained your dog in a school. I did. Right. So this didn't go so well. (laughs) Okay. So this you should be able to tell us like what is an well, that's accurate. why I said, like the yeah. first command is that the dog learns is sit right, and you have treats, and mm-hmm. you constantly do positive motivation. And as soon as, well, at least the school that I went to was that as soon as you say the word and they do the command, you say yes, mm-hmm. and then you give them a treat, right? And then you do it again. I'm having flashbacks to The Simpsons where uh, Bart has to train Santa's little helper, and he's not using the choke chain. And he's being told you have to choke the dog in order to get them to do it. Yeah, but apparently that's not the case in either of these. Yeah, Yeah, no. No no choke chains No choke chains. That's excellent. So, uh, right. So they do the come command. The dog again flies out the window. And uh, and this teacher is just relentless. She's awful. She's like, we can't hold back the entire class because of one confused (laughs) student. I'm like, I don't think he's confused. He's terrified. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a new surrounding. He's getting yelled at. He's not getting any treats. He's for... not getting any treats. It, he got your big baby eyes. He's in both versions. He's terrified. Aww. And I'm I'm with him. I'm like. Poor baby. And then she tries um, getting the dogs to learn the word fetch. Again, mm-hmm. old version newspapers, new version slippers, whatever. Um, That's so weird. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. For some reason, this is the thing that I keep being weirded out by um what's wrong with the newspaper i get the newspaper on sundays anyway but both versions have the teacher yelling at the dog you flea brain whoa and i'm like okay i get this dog out of here she is not a good teacher if she's like insulting the dog what's she gonna do next hit it seriously right she's two steps away from doing that get the dog out of this school Mm -hmm. like not a not a good situation so then we come to what she says is her most important lesson which is get the burglar or that's the old version right or the what's new, a new one in the new version scare away the bad guy so in the old version we can't use the word burglar all right in the old version she's got these four dummies and they all have like burglar one burglar two burglar three burglar four mm-hmm. and in the new version you have burglar crook pirate and martian because you got to watch out for those Martians. Yeah, the Martians. you well, got to scare away that Martian when it comes into your apartment. Hey, man, you know? I don't want to be taken by a Martian. I don't know about you. The, the old version, you know, all the dogs are very good at, you know, attacking the burglar. Mm-hmm. In the new version, you know, they're all barking really loudly, except for our sweet dog, who is licking the lick, crap lick, lick, out lick, of the lick, dummy. Lick, 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 <laughs> yeah. And apparently, um, well, in both versions, Pinkerton is setting a poor example for the rest of the class. He's bringing the rest of them down. Exactly. And they're all now, now all the other dogs are starting to start licking. Mm-hmm. She can see what's happening. But what I really like is that in the old version, um, all of the other dogs got A's, <laughs> except for Pinkerton, who got an F. Wow. But in the new version, all of the other dogs got B's. <laughs> 
So the expectations have just Whoa, gotten the grading curve. Yeah, like, the expectations really? have gotten higher. Man, that is weird. Yeah, that is so weird. It's almost like he's doing this on purpose just so you can spot the difference. It's I'm like, having a great time. I mean, clearly, but like, how many people are going to have access to both books? This is so weird. Okay, okay so now uh, they're going to review everything that they learned. Mm. So the first command again was come. Right. Well, Not instead so. of all of the dogs coming like they did before, mm-hmm. they are now all flying out of the window, okay. just like Pinkerton did. Right. Which is very sweet. And yeah. then the next command, fetch, right? They're, mm-hmm. They all before fetched the newspaper or the slippers. Right. Uh, now they are all tearing, tearing apart asunder, the yeah. newspaper or the slippers, depending on the version. And then, again, the last command, either get the burglar or bark loudly, depending on which version you're reading, (laughs) um, they are now all licking the dummies. But um, my favorite dummy now is in the old version, (laughs) and it is what I call midlife crisis Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put it up on Um, Instagram. That is most clearly what that is. Yeah. Uh, Chewbacca lost his job. Second place goes to the melted burglar so in the new version. Um, but I clearly think Midlife Crisis Chewbacca oh, man. Uh, wins this round. Poor Midlife Crisis Chewbacca. He looks so miserable. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. No, we have. So now uh, Pinkerton has been kicked out of school because he's, you know, a bad, yeah. he's a bad he's influence. He's a bad egg. Yeah. And the kid, the poor little girl is like, you know, you mom, you've had a pretty rough day. Or in the old version, Mom, you look pretty tired. I don't know. Why would you change that? So I'm now, tired. so now uh, she's like, okay, so Mom, you go to bed. Pinkerton, you go to bed, and they both go to sleep. Well, now it's the middle of the night, and this burglar starts coming in through the window of boom, boom, Mom's boom. bedroom. And uh, and in the old version, this is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, no, he's the scariest burglar in a children's book I have literally ever seen. In the old version. Um, this, this, I, I don't know how this is in a kid's book, but he has a gun. He's pointing it at mom's head yeah. and says, this is a stick-up lady. Don't move or I'll blast you yeah. and your silly hound to chicken powder. Which I don't really understand. I don't really know chicken, what chicken powder, powder is. That's, whatever. If you blast a chicken, maybe it turns right. to powder, I guess. Whereas people are blasting chicken. Uh, in the new version, the burglar climbs in through the window and just goes straight to mom's dresser. Okay, so he's not even bothering with, which makes sense, honestly. Right. Why would you stop to threaten somebody when if you could just get away with getting the stuff? Right, exactly. So, anyway, but yeah, much scarier in the old version. Mm-hmm. But uh, in. Both versions, you know, the mother is trying to get Pinkerton to wake up. And in the old version, she says, Pinkerton, a burglar. And of course, Pinkerton starts licking. Or in Mm -hmm. the new version, she says, bark loudly. And he starts licking. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the old version, he says, I warned you, lady. So he's going to blow her head off. He's going to shoot her. He's going to shoot her with an oversized handgun i must say pointing it it at her head yeah but luckily in both versions um the little girl saves the day by remembering all of the wrong commands that the dog did so she tells the dog fetch and immediately you know that he starts like tearing tearing apart his clothes you know like he did the 
the newspaper or the slippers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she says, Pinkerton, come! And he takes the burglar and he flies out the window with the burglar. Yeah. And then at the end, um, in the new version, mom is on the phone and she had called the police. Oh, well, that's smart. And the cop, and the sorry, the burglar is standing outside in his underwear and the cops are there saying, you're under arrest. Wait, they catch him? In the new one? Because in the old one, he's just gone. Exactly. And he's never caught. Yeah. He could come back another day. Yep. Wow. But in the in the end, both versions, um, she says, you know, either I'm a burglar or I'm a bad guy, bark loudly. And in both versions, you know, he's licking the yeah, mom. You're but you. it ends differently. Oh, what? In the old version, it says, I love you, Pinkerton, like this is coming from the mom. Yeah. In the new version, we love you, Pinkerton. Huh. So now it's the mom and the daughter. Okay. All right. All right. Again, so curious what these changes were. Like, the editorial process is fascinating yeah. on this. Yeah. There you go. Because it's not just... You know, the whole reason he redid it was to get rid of the gun, which makes perfect sense, but he... Okay, so he didn't do this to just this book. He did it to the mysterious tadpole, which I don't believe we've done. Um, So that's something to file that away for another day. Which, again, had some content in it that was questionable. And then he decided to redo just the entire book because his style has changed. I mean, it's because he's older. It's a little looser. It's not... he, He used to love those fine details. You don't see them as much. Um, I'm surprised you didn't notice that, uh, in the old version, uh, you definitely got some dog anus going on, uh, and not in the new version. How did I, I miss it? I, I don't so, know. I was, was looking poodle. at two books. I know. You, you were, you were, you were distracted. You were and, pulled in two different directions. It's it. absolutely I'm true. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you on the hook and, uh, but I will put it on the Instagram page just oh, so good. people can see. That now that's not appropriate, apparently, because they took it out of the new version. <gasps> I know. Ruin everything. That's what I'm just saying. So uh, certainly some of these changes we more than appreciate, and others were kind of like head-scratching here. I did find an old blog post that I wrote. I was I was Googling this to try to get some more information on the book and, and where it's been banned and stuff like that. And apparently it's never actually been banned. It's been challenged, but I don't think it's ever been banned. But I did find that I had written a blog post called Burglars, Thieves, and a Classic Picture Book Trope, which sort of, um, it was a fun post. I don't remember doing it. But apparently I went through a ton of picture books and pulled out different burglars breaking into people's homes in picture books. And, you know, they've got some of them look like cat burglars and are all in black and just have a skull cap. Some of them have those domino masks and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of look like the hamburglar or something. Some of them yeah, that the was the old version for, for this yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. Well... Of all of them, and I looked at like 10 to 15 of them, without a doubt, the, this guy's the scariest. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Why he is you... terrifying. This book didn't win much, but it was, surprisingly, a finalist for the National Book Awards uh, in 1983 for children's books. Picture books don't tend to get those awards, so I was kind of amazed it was nominated at all. Um, and I'm talking about the original version here, so gun and all. It had its little people who loved it. Ratings time. You go first. Well, okay. So I think, you know, I loved the old one. But man, I'm sorry. I can't get around that burglar. The burglar is terrifying and he's carrying. It's even for a handgun, it's oversized. And I was, 
I was explaining to this to someone earlier today. I was like, it's not like we don't have guns in kids' books, but they tend to be like hunting rifles. A kid is not going to see someone with a hunting rifle walking down the street that often. But a handgun, that's something they might actually see. That's, in a lot of ways, more terrifying. Um, so, no, I cannot give the old uh, Pinkerton any more than... Uh, I'll give it a three, but I think that's high even then. Then the new Pinkerton... There were things in the old Pinkerton that I really liked that are gone now. And the word choices, I don't know. But I, it's still a sweet story, and it's still got a sweet ending. So I'm going to crank it up a little bit, but I can't really go higher than a 4.75 on this one. Wow. Yeah, I don't know, maybe a 5. I'll go, oh, you know what, your, your wow has upped me. I'll do a 5.5. I'll do a 5.5. <laughs> okay. I've been shamed into it by your wow. <laughs> shock so uh, so i'm very glad that they changed how violent it used to be uh-huh. and thank goodness to the girl and her quick thinking yes it's an, well and it's also nice because it gives the child agency where the adult has been in charge this entire time like we're going to take him to the school we're going to do this and that and it's the kid who's been paying attention to the dog and knows how to use the information they've received to exactly. save the day yeah um Training school didn't work for my dog either, so I can totally relate. You also to this. have a big dog, not that big, yeah. but big dog. Um, but my teacher also wasn't that horrible. Uh, <laughs> well, there, yeah, you had that on your she side. She didn't insult my dog. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a sweet book. But um, I would stick to the new version. Definitely, yeah. I'm don't so, don't yeah. go with the old version. And, yeah, don't. And it's especially sweet for a family if you have a dog. I think this would be a fun book to read. Is Especially a- if the dog is going through training. Right. Uh. I, I think calling it a classic is a tough call because mm-hmm. not everyone, A, likes dogs, or B, can even have a dog. But right. I think everyone can find the humor in the antics of the dog. Yes, I would agree. Um, I'm a dog lover, obviously, so I'm incredibly biased. Um, so I gave it a 6.5. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, for the new version, mm-hmm. not the old version. Right. And I think when we write up what the rating is for this, we have to go with the new version. Yes. Rather than so the, the new yes. version is a classic. Yay! Yay. The old version is not, not a classic. A okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. Letters time. This comes from Lisa C. Hello, Lisa. She says, I started listening in April. I believe Arthur's Nose was the newest episode at the time. I loved your podcast so much, I went back and started at the beginning. Aww. I just caught up wow. in time for the 200th episode, which it, is girl. coming up pretty soon. Here, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I recently became my library system's youth collection development librarian. Woohoo! Congrats. Awesome job. And this has been a valuable tool to learn more about classic, quote unquote, picture books. Some I haven't heard of, or some I just never got around to reading. Thanks so much for keeping me entertained and informed. Aw, what is Isn't that nice? I was like, that is just, aw. Yay, librarians. Librarians (laughs) are awesome, said the librarian. (laughs) I am a little biased. Grown-up things we like. 
Um, well, I should go first because mine's dog related. Oh, that's perfect. Yes. Do that thing. Yep. So, um, you gave me a book for my birthday called How Stella Learned to Talk. I did. It's a big hit at my library. Yeah. Mm. I'd never heard of it, obviously. Um, but it's written by Christina Hunger, who is a speech pathologist, and she works with kids who are nonverbal or have speech disabilities. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes the kids will use a communication device, Mm -hmm. uh, through augmentative and alternative communication, Mm -hmm. uh, or AAC. And so, so it, they use, um, kids can use a device which they can then talk through, which is what she did with her dog, but through buttons. Mm-hmm. However, I have to remember that she started doing all this with her dog, who's a puppy. Um, so Ah, uh, yes. And your dog is... Not a puppy. Past puppy. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it did inspire me to try and use those buttons again um, for my own dog. So... Uh, what I like is that at the end of every chapter, she has a few takeaways for the reader to remember when you're teaching your dog how to use the buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can buy the buttons on Amazon. They're super easy. They, they come in packs of four. You can record your voice and then you can tra- train your dog to hit the button. Um, but she has a really good story about it being daylight savings time and her dog was so conditioned to know like when to get dinner, like around the same time. Right. And then daylight savings happens and it's... <gasps> And oh, he, no. pr- he presses the button for eat, but due to the time change, it was too early. So Aww. the author would say to the dog, no, eat now, eat later. Mm-hmm. And the dog then would try and hit the buttons for help, eat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and she's like, no, eat later. So then it she had a button for love, love you. Uh-huh. And then the dog hit love you, no. <laughs> Wow! I was like, that's, that's some Coco's kitten type that stuff is right there. Pretty yeah. remarkable. So, yeah. can my old dog learn new tricks? We shall see. All right. Uh, my grown-up thing is I did Printer's Row. Printer's Row is the literary festival here in Chicago. It happens uh, around this time every year. And this year, I was interviewing. I was uh, on the stage with uh, Lemony Snicket. And uh, yeah, so we had a lovely talk. And then I saw uh, a whole panel of new kind of sci-fi authors in their books, including a friend of the podcast who has been on this podcast with Millions of Cats episode, James Kennedy, who has a new book called Dare to Know, which has been getting some great write-ups. And then uh, we proceeded on to a wine bar and drank orange wine from slovenia so that's the hot new thing these days guys orange wine okay yeah it's what all the kids are drinking today oh sure so my favorite thing is orange wine that's a grown-up thing and i like it that's grown-up yep yep that's the thing okay anyone wants to get me a case of orange wine you just go right ahead and do that thing people i will gladly take your orange wine off your hands but only if it's from slovenia okay excellent and yeah, so what episode number is this? Do we know? This is 198, so we got two more to go. We got two more to go. I know what well, we're going to do. One more to go, and then right. it's number 200. Right, that's fine. But I, I know what we're going to do for, for number 200, but I, I think I should probably reserve it now so that we actually have it. Yeah, that would, it would that, really that would suck be bad a lot. <laughs> if I was like, look, I brought in this dinky book because I couldn't find and, the real one. And I are you going to do the, you were going to quiz me on like previous books? Are you going to do that? Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to write up my quiz. We're going to have a quiz time. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. All right. Marvelous. But until we get anywhere near doing that, uh, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse Kate is a Fuse number eight production. You can reach us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. 
You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number eight, Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM. Or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our absentee landlord is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird. 